My name is Kebohem, and this is Epiphany. Amata meiva Kebohem ni alojava akatahengi. Twenty-eight Porokol, eighteen sixty-five. Part two. The great road smelled like incense, and enormous clouds of it blew in the wind. We walked on Thronk Algrain. The crowd shattered us with half-frozen flower petals. None of them quite struck Fadahina Kayangi or me. Being struck with the flower petals is considered lucky. The great road bisects a street. Karudesa Street on the left. Nikara Street on the right. Karudesa Street leads to Senatorial Square and Nikara Street leads to the embassies. It is one of the most well-watched places in the entire world because Dvesha is a world power and everyone wants to see what happens here. The upper-level homes all have webcams facing out onto the streets, which make a kaleidoscope of images and videos of everything that happens. And these... And these feed into the police, which feeds into the thing that I have since learned through screaming and shouting until someone told me, that ghost network underlaying everything. Anyone who read Acaseholis and The Fountain Still Run Red, a bestseller last year, would understand what Daybreak wanted, at least anyone who remembered the importance of this intersection. The bulls started singing a half of a block away from Cardesa and Nicara. We all joined in on the Hamda creation, which I did not know, and I've reproduced part of it here. Our universe began in timeless sleep. One rested and one was awakened. One sunburst germinated and a kaleidoscope blossomed into a lattice of light. Some say that the gods invented dancing, I know this to be true because they spun. They come from this one and they revolve, whirling dancers with no centers, whirling dancers with every center. Here everything exists and does not. Here the first is the last, the last first. If Professor Tennis had been in contact with Karatau, then Liga would know where I was. If Advisor Tennis had not been, Liga would not know. This is the dance of Anahari, Divine afterthought, the dancer lagging behind the others, who knew only expanses of dreams and nothingness. Here Lee invented the first dreams. Lurbeli grew fat with Anashakaru, lord of dreams and the curling lattice. And the Hari created vast reaches of the high wilds, gaseous spacescapes, nebulae and compact clusters, Galaxies and networks of infinity strung like jewels and webs all together to free light from its prison within themselves to stretch this canvas limit as far as we could. Darkness abated from their dream strength and the light grew pregnant within their belly. Sweat beaded on my brow beneath the clay, capillaries breaking from the stress, but life in the hem continued. We moved farther along the street, the signs for Karudesa loomed over us. I saw the Imperial Guard snipers on the rooftops, and they would surely not fail. When Enashakaru came tumbling down, sticky and fat from the great dream, the first generation of stars exploded. Out of these gases, Enahari ordered our nebulae, our stars, our galaxies, our matter. The seven gardens formed from this heaviness. 
I blinked. The explosions ripped through the crowd on either side. I could not look in any specific direction because they came from everywhere, but I saw hands unconnected from bodies, heads filled with small shrapnel, eating utensils, I think, and the moaning and screaming started. Some of the women behind me fell to the ground. Another explosion came from behind us and the guards started firing. In the chaos, we we were separated from... We lost most of the processional party. I found myself pulled forward through the streets, trapped in a small number of the people near the Fadahin and Lur armed guards. Some people made a path for us down Karudesa Street, or made might be the wrong word. They reeled and so many were injured. People were running everywhere. The guard pushed a path through, and we ran in the fallow space between the corpses and the injured. We could not run to either side or behind us because the explosion had made a mess everywhere. I nearly stumbled, and at that moment I realized that the guard would trample over me if I stopped. They would let me die just to have a chance at saving them, which is the right thing, but in those moments, when something happens that you know will happen, despite everything... Arudessa is the place where a dissident would have murdered a world leader. In 1541, a philosopher and statesman by that family name raised an army of dissatisfied citizens to protest a court order barring paternal families from disputing maternal families' rights to children born of women who are already married, but who do not have the child with their husband in violation of tradition. Fadahi Nikorangi lashed out so brutally against those rebels. The Fadahin committed suicide when Lee learned that Lur's son, the statesman courting friend, had died. Lur daughter, Fadahin Sehutangi, set up a memorial near the Senate and named the street after Karudesa to appease the dead. Fadahin Sehutangi. And the fountains still run red is a fictional retelling of that. Sahutangi had it on their bookshelf. I couldn't think or I would freeze. I forced myself to sprint forward. Both of my ears rang and every sound was muffled. I could, I could barely hear screaming. I felt like someone was following us, but none of the guards shot anyone. From above, a sniper... Shot someone in the crowd, a second shot another, both doing their jobs expertly. I realized that the snipers were with us, but the assassins were not close by, and we were alone among the panicking crowd. We found, or the guards made, another break in the chaos. It was just stampedes of people in every direction. It was hard. It's hard to say things without repeating myself. Beside me, one of the other young women fell, and I held them up. We stumbled forward. Lee fell again. I realized that Lee had shrapnel in their leg. I pushed Lim against one of the buildings and continued on without looking back. Hopefully, Lee avoided the stampede of people behind us. I wondered if I had shrapnel in me. I felt fine. I was. It was possible that I was not. The backup plan was and is in times of emergencies to go to the Senate rooftop. There's a protocol in place. I was briefed on this, and we needed to reach the Senate roof. I heard the emergency plane overhead as it started landing. The sky was safe, and that was the reasoning behind this. It's, it's, 
it's still three years after opening the spaceports. It's not like everybody has a ship. Daybreak would never have the money to invest in anti-aircraft guns. You can't 3D print that. One of the guards held the Fadahin up. The Fadahin had no headdress, and blood ran down one side of her face. We took the stairs up to the Senate's doors. None of the guards wanted to risk being caught in the elevator bay, so we would have to climb up seven floors at the central staircase. It was designed for that. In And the Fountains Still Run Red, one of the generals makes a last stand in the Senate before the rebels push the army back and slaughter everyone else inside. I remembered this just as we started down the corridor to the central stairs. I grabbed a guard's arm and screamed, we shouldn't go that way, and Lee threw me back. I stumbled. I could not let the Fadbahim leave my sight. If I lost them or if I let myself feel whatever injury I possessed, something might happen. If they wouldn't listen, I could at least do something. The guard who pushed me collapsed. Suddenly, I saw shrapnel in her thigh. Blood pooled around ground where where Lee was. I moved into the space that Lee vacated near the Fadahin and yelled again, Fadahin Nikarangi's general died here. Karudesa and Nikara. The Fadahin tugged on the guard's arm and stopped trying to move forward, completely frozen by everything that I had just said. I mean, Lee knew now what I knew now. We were by the elevators, it was not yet at the main staircase. The re- Daybreak would have had the staircase. We both knew it now. Lee turned her face towards me. Fadehin Akayangi had read, had read it. The gaze we shared said, and how could we both be so stupid, both of us young, memory-gifted, and politically-minded? We shouldn't have come in here, Lee whispered. Did anyone go ahead to secure this building? A guard said, no one's here. The buildings are closed for the festival. No one could enter unless they had a ship. Please, Fadahin, the stairs! The elevator behind the guard opened. I screamed. The man opened fire immediately, and the guards turned around to fire back. One fell almost instantly. I pulled the Fadahin away from all of that, and we hid behind one of the columns. It provided some cover. I put their arm over mine, and we started running. The guards outnumbered the man. They were... The guards were well-trained. They were effective. They they shot Lim. If we can get to the roof, maybe we'll live, I whispered. They have Lim. We started running. Lee fell, I held Lim up, and I lifted Lur's skirt to see the shrapnel wedge just below the right knee. I pulled Lur's arm over my shoulders and braced Lim against me. It was long enough that I was no longer looking at the hallway. So neither of us saw the second man before it was too late. I froze. Behind us, the firefight continued. People shouted. Bodies hit the floor. Fadahin Akayangi in those final moments shrugged himself away from me. Lee stood while the blood trickled onto the floor beneath Lim and Lee leveled their gaze at this man. Lee put their hands on their hips and cocked their chin up, sizing Lim up. 
I prepared to jump lure attacker and I prepared to die. The Fadahin held out lure arm to block me. Lee said, Karudesa and Nikara. The man said, Yes. Lee fired. The gun exploded. Fadahin Akayangi received two wounds from the shrapnel. One in the abdomen, the other in the chest. Lee didn't die from either of them. I wonder if Lee was awake, bleeding out. What killed Lim was the time delay before the medics came. The shrapnel from the gun hit me in the left shoulder, right rib cage, and below my right knee. It missed my veins. It should it should have missed Lurs. I was unconscious almost instantaneously from the shock. The daybreak movement. The daybreak movement's original plan did not contain the bombs. They decided to lay them only after my Sehutangi realized that I'd compromised their plan. They killed 87 people with five bombs and six people, including the Fadahin in the Senate. I think that this assassin, Jikove, knew that the gun would explode. I think it was done this way deliberately. Ninety-three people died. Ninety-three people died, and I am alive. You have been listening to Epiphany by KBOM. For a text version, cultural notes, and to subscribe via RSS, please visit http colon slash slash kayeboesme.com slash epiphany.